listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B. And this is episode number 47, How to Stop Feeling Like an Imposter. Hello, 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 my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Fitness Matters Podcast, where every week we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you. And this one, I happen to know, matters to at least one of you, because I got an email about this. Oh my gosh, this was months ago. And I honestly, I really should have looked it up. But unfortunately, I get so many emails that I would have no no real way of being able to go back and find the person who wrote this to me, but I also know that I've actually gotten this comment several times. This is not, this is not really just a one-time, one person, by the way, I'm having a conversation with one of you kind of a situation. I know in lots of subtle ways that lots of you feel like an imposter, particularly when you start doing something new, when you start to lose weight, when you start to take up running, when you start to take up fitness, when you feel as though there's some standard that you have to meet and that you personally are not meeting it. That everybody else in the world who runs looks a certain way, acts a certain way, thinks a certain way, behaves a certain way. There's this secret society of runners that all know things that maybe you don't know because you're not really a runner. You know, you know, My friends, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. There is no secret society that is out there waiting to glom on to you and your newfound thing and tell you that you're wrong. There is only you feeling like an imposter. And I have some practical steps for you today to think about this imposter syndrome and to work into your life how you can stop feeling like an imposter. And step number one, I'm going to It's going to sound really funny, which is why I'm already laughing. Step number one is to stop telling yourself that you're an imposter. And I know that that sounds like really obvious. So I promise you there is more practicality to it than that. But I want you to understand what imposter syndrome is. Imposter syndrome does not come from out there. It does not come from other people. It does not come because there is some standard that you need to meet. It comes from what you tell yourself. That's it. That's all there is. Now, if there is a governing body, for example, if you feel like an imposter in your job because you don't have the degree that, technically speaking, maybe you need to have for your job, that's slightly different. But honestly, okay, even in that case, even in that case, if you have the skills, even if you're technically supposed to have like a degree or a certification or something, if you have all the skills and you are capable, you can still stop feeling like an imposter unless, unless you are actually an imposter trying to do the job of, let's say, a doctor or a lawyer, something that you truly need to be like board certified and legal to do. Then 
then that's a whole other issue. And my friend, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about things like when you show up at the starting line of a 5K and you feel like an imposter because maybe you just started running two years ago or you've only ever run three miles or you're not really very fast or you don't think you look like a runner or maybe everybody else has better shoes than you or better whatever and knows more and can do more and is bigger, better, faster, stronger. No, that's just you. That's just you telling yourself that you're an imposter. And there's a really easy, nope, there's a really simple (laughs) fix to that. It's not easy. It's simple is to stop telling yourself that you're an imposter. Here's how the really, the brass tacks. When you think about yourself being whatever it is that you feel like an imposter in. And I feel like you probably have some sense of when you have this imposter syndrome, like, oh, I'm too new at this, or I don't know how really to do this yet. Anytime you hear yourself saying things like that, that's part of this imposter syndrome. I want you to write that down. I want you to make a list of all the ways in which you think you don't measure up. And part of that list, I mean, it doesn't always have to be, here's how I don't measure up. Part of that list could even be like people who do this thing, run 5Ks or are fit or know how to lose weight. They know how to, and then fill in the blank, figure out what standard you are holding yourself to. Because that's all it is. It is a standard that you have created, frankly, out of thin air, truly out of thin air. Maybe some of it is like some messages from society, or maybe you've read some magazines or seen things online or heard people talking about things. There might be some basis in maybe fact or maybe science or maybe other people's opinions, but you have decided for yourself that what other people are saying or doing or look like is important to you. Somebody else in your exact same position might not see it that way. That's how you know, my friends, I'm going to refer you, of course, to the episode Fact Versus Opinions. That's how you know that what you are saying to yourself is an opinion and not a fact. It's a thought well, a collection, frankly, of thoughts that you are having about yourself that causes you to feel like an imposter. And I'm just going to parse that out super, super quickly because we have spent so much time on this podcast talking about feelings and thoughts. There is no actual imposter feeling. It's not an emotion that you would feel. What you would likely feel is maybe something along the lines of embarrassment or maybe something along the lines of less than or disappointed The emotions that you feel can't be qualified or can't be quantified as imposter. Imposter syndrome, feeling like an imposter, is simply something you are saying to yourself that is causing other kinds of feelings that create the emotion of less than. 
In addition to making this list for yourself of all the ways in which you think you need to live up to a certain standard and all the ways that you think other people live up to that standard that you don't live up to, I want you to start listening for all the ways that you put yourself down in terms of this one particular area of your life. If I tell you to listen for all the ways that you're putting yourself down, I, I gotta be honest, you're gonna be overwhelmed by it. So really specifically listen for your thoughts regarding this one specific area of your life in which you are trying to deal with imposter syndrome. We can tackle all the other parts later. You'll start to notice it once we once we get going on this process, you'll totally be able to apply this to other things that you tell yourself. Because frankly, everything that you tell yourself is just a thought. It's just an opinion. And so this kind of work where you hone in on thinking about one category of thoughts, one category of opinions is really, really helpful for other ways and other areas in which you'd like to change your life. But right now we're tackling the imposter syndrome. We're tackling how you feel about your ability to lose weight or your ability to run a 5k or your ability to get fit. I want you to listen for all the things that you say to yourself when you're either contemplating doing the thing, like going for a run, or while you're running, or after you've run, or while you are simply thinking about running, or whatever it is, whatever activity it is. You are, in lots of little ways, subtly and not so subtly, putting yourself down. I don't want anybody else to see me because I'm not really a runner. I don't really have running clothes. I don't really have running shoes. I'm not really fast. Those are all things that you are saying about yourself that are A, not true, and B, fueling this imposter syndrome feeling. You are actually judging yourself. When you think that there is a standard out there by which other people are judging you, it's actually just yourself judging and holding yourself to an arbitrary standard. Listen for it. Make the list of all the things that you think create the standard and then listen for all the times that you are telling yourself that you don't meet that standard. Those thoughts are exactly that. They are thoughts. They are opinions. And that means they're changeable. But before we get to changing them, I'm going to tell you someplace else to look for it. That was step one. Stop telling yourself that you're an imposter. Step two, my friends, stop telling other people that you are an imposter. When you are speaking about yourself, be very careful what you say. Be very careful how you respond when somebody else is trying to subtly or not so subtly let you know that you do, in fact, meet this standard that you think you don't meet. And here's what I'm talking about. Stop deflecting compliments. When somebody says, oh my goodness, you look like you've lost weight and you have, say, yes, I have. Thank you. 
Don't try and put yourself down with the, oh, it was only a couple of pounds or, oh, I'm just kind of trying. I know why you do this. You don't want somebody else to think that you're too full of yourself. You don't want somebody else to call you out for being an imposter. Oh, you can only lose weight if you're losing three pounds a week. Oh, you're only good at losing weight if you lose weight every single week steadily. Oh, you're only good at losing weight if you've figured out a perfect way to eat. Whatever your fake standard, self-imposed standard is, somebody else is not very likely to call you out on that. But yet, you deflect their compliments in an effort to deflect them calling you out as an imposter. When other people give you compliments, accept them. This is probably going to be the hardest part. I got to be honest. This is this was the thing that took me longer than almost anything else. I had done a lot of the internal work calling myself a runner. This was where I felt the most imposter syndrome. I mean, I was 37 before I ever ran around the block. So I felt really justified. I had a long history behind me of feeling like I couldn't possibly be a runner. And it took me over a year before I called myself a runner. I had run a half marathon before I admitted to myself that I was a runner, like in any meaningful way, because I felt like an imposter. And even as recently as within the past, I'm going to say two years, somebody paid me a compliment, somebody I don't know very well. And I think that's perhaps why I deflected it as automatically as I did. I've done a lot of thinking about it afterwards. Again, this was years ago, and I still think about this. Somebody very casually that I see only when I am out running said something about how much I run. And I was like, oh yeah, no, not really that much. I run a lot. <laughs> I run I run plenty of miles. I run more than this other person, I think, because I don't in fact think that the other person is a runner. There is nothing about that other person's standard that needed to apply to me. And yet I totally deflected the compliment because I didn't, I didn't want to be called out like, well, you don't really run that much, Paula. You don't really run enough to be able to say that you run a lot. (laughs) It was silly. It was silly when I thought about it afterwards, but in the moment, my brain very automatically still didn't want to meet that standard, still let me know that I felt like an imposter in certain situations. When you notice yourself deflecting compliments, simply notice it. Honestly, that's, that's step one of this, this second step, is that all you need to do is notice it. When you notice yourself deflecting compliments, pay attention to that. Pay attention to how often you do it. Pay attention to what you are saying to them. Pay attention to what it was in what they said to you that caused you to think, no, that doesn't apply to me. And then go add it to your list. Go back to step one and go add that to your list of arbitrary self-imposed standards that you think you need to meet. You have plenty of information at this point, to really build up this case for you that you are telling yourself 
about this standard that you need to meet and that you are telling yourself and others that you are an imposter. So let me tell you that step three of this process of how to stop feeling like an imposter is to realize and remind yourself frequently here it comes, you guys. Here's this thing that I say to you, and I say it with love, and it's why I have to stop in the middle of my sentence and tell you parenthetically that I always say this with deep, deep, deep love in my heart. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Again, unless you need to be board certified as like a physician or a lawyer or somebody like a, an airline pilot, something that you really, truly need to meet a standard for. For 99.9% .9 of things in your life, the only standard is you. You are the only thing holding yourself back because nobody else cares. I promise you from years of standing at the starting line of races that the only thing anybody, everybody, in fact, at that starting line is thinking about is themselves. The only thing anybody, everybody is thinking about when they give you a compliment about how you've lost weight is themselves. The only thing anybody, everybody is thinking about when they want to talk to you about your fitness is themselves. We are all fundamentally, I'm going to say selfish, but it's not even, it's not even selfish. We are fundamentally only capable of thinking and feeling our own thoughts and feelings. We have lots of empathy for other people. We are interested in other people. We care and love other people, care for and love other people. But when it all boils down, the only thoughts you have access to are your own. The only feelings you have access to are your own. The only actions that you have access to and control over are your own. Everybody else is like that too. Everybody else is thinking their own thoughts, feeling their own feelings, doing their own actions, and then creating their own results, of course. But, but here's where I'm going with this. Nobody cares. They love you and they're interested in you. They're curious about you. They might, they might dislike you. They might be unhappy with things that you are doing, but don't mistake other people's thoughts and feelings, which may come across as judgment, which may come across as trying to impose a standard on you, which may come across as being good, bad, or indifferent. Don't mistake that for your own thoughts and feelings. Fundamentally, nobody really cares what you're doing. And I know how I mean that to sound is again, loving and helpful. And I hope that you feel it as freedom. I hope that that thought that nobody cares actually sets you free. When nobody cares what you are doing, you can do anything. 
You can run as slow as you want. You can call yourself a runner no matter what you're wearing, no matter what you're doing, no matter how fast or how slow you're going, no matter what time of day you run, no matter where you run, no matter how you run, no matter how far you run, no matter how anything. You get to think anything you want about yourself. You're already choosing thoughts. If you have imposter syndrome, if you have this feeling of being an imposter, you are already choosing those thoughts. Possibly subconsciously, possibly without really thinking it through. That's fair. But you are choosing those thoughts. Why not choose something that doesn't cause you to feel like an imposter? Why not choose something that feels empowering? Why not just choose something that doesn't feel lousy? You don't even have to go all the way for, I'm the best runner in the world. Why not simply choose something like, I'm figuring out how to run. I'm learning to run. I like running. I feel good about running. Any of those thoughts, I mean, go ahead, try them on for size. Say them out loud to yourself. How did they feel? Significantly better than I'll never be a runner, right? Significantly better than I'm no good at running. Everybody else knows how to run and I don't. Choose your thoughts carefully, my friend. As we have discussed numerous times on this podcast, your thoughts are creating your future. So why not choose something that creates a brilliant, beautiful, fabulous future for yourself where you feel good about what you're doing. Even if you are not meeting some arbitrary standard that you have set for yourself, you can change that standard. You can change the standard. You can change your thoughts. You can change your feelings. You can change it all. So why not? And that's a real question because that's all the way back to step number one. Step number one, why not? Why are you an imposter? Make that list. Listen for all the ways that you are telling yourself that you're an imposter. Step number two, I'm summarizing now for you. Step number two, stop telling other people that you're an imposter. Stop deflecting compliments. And step number three, realize that nobody cares. You get to care. You get to care about anything you want to care about, but nobody else does. And that is a brilliant thing. That is freedom in one sentence. Nobody cares. <sighs> did you feel your shoulders drop? I know mine did. You guys, I know this was simple, but not easy today. It's a lot to think about. It's a lot to sift through. It's a lot of thoughts to really pull up and conjure and think about and decide, but it's totally worth it. Like everything that we do, like all of the thought work that we do, what's waiting for you on the other side of this thought work is not feeling like an imposter. I mean, imagine that for just one hot second. You could feel amazing about what you do. It's available to you. 
It's available to you if you do this work. So tell me, so tell me, where do you feel like an imposter? And what would you like to feel about that instead? Thank you so much for listening today. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.